You have arrived. You have now entered the Kush Life. Welcome to the Kush Life podcast, where we explore the Oklahoma medical marijuana community. From growers to dispensary owners, it's the Kush Life for us. Welcome to the Tulsa Scene podcast, and uh, we are diving into the scene of cannabis. Uh, thankfully to be here at the Kush Dispensary. Thank you guys for joining sitting down. Looking forward to having one of your nice uh, herbs and flowers. So uh, we're going to jump in and dive into why you made it and uh, what's so great about it. But before we do, man, you guys introduce yourself. Uh, thank you for taking the time out to let us come in and chat. And, uh, man, introduce yourself. I'm going to ask you some questions, but, uh, you know, please introduce yourself, where you grew up, where you're from. You know, give us all your background story. I'll start it out. Chris Anderson, Tulsa High Country, Cush Dispensary. Uh, here with my buddy, Dustin Frazier, High Country Genetics and Elevated Heights Dispensary in Oklahoma. Nice. All right, so where are you all from? Well, you know. Originally, Owasso, Oklahoma. Oh, yeah? Now residing in Tulsa, Midtown. And right. Dusty here, he's got quite the backstory for you. Um, yeah, I am from California, Northern California, little town called Tuolumne. Um, up by Yosemite and Tahoe. All right, so what's little town in California compared to little town of Oklahoma? There's probably two different things. Ah, they're all little towns. Oh, you they? know, back in the holler, uh, that kind of good really? stuff. Really? California has holler? Absolutely. Oh, wow. Nice. <laughs> I've heard there's a bit of a coyote problem, too, there, right? Is that a thing? Yeah. Yeah, there's coyotes. Yeah. I mean, we'll see them every once in a while here, but not normally. You don't see a ton of coyotes, but I guess there they got, like, pretty serious problem. I think it's pretty serious. They they got some definite fire problems. Oh yeah, the whole state's on fire so right now. From so. where you grew up, where's that fire? Well, there's multiple fires, so <laughs> there's 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 Fair more enough. fires in California right now than than ever has been documented before. That's a little scary. That is a little scary. Yeah. Yeah, we have some friends out there that had to evacuate from their house already. Um, evacuate for their buildings, their businesses. Yeah, just. Kind of weird out there right now. I had to completely just up and go, right? Yep. Huh. Hey, but, you know, we're our prayers go out for them out there in California, but really we're here to talk about this fire being grown in Oklahoma. <laughs> you know, all this fire all genetics right, so is out here. that what brought you to Oklahoma? Um, I mean, coming from Cali, is that what brought you in? What brought me to Oklahoma was a company I was working for, High Caliper Growing. They introduced the Smart Pots to commercial tree growers. So back in 2008, I found their... They're smart pots, these fabric growing containers, and brought them to the cannabis market in California. Okay. They instantly became a hit and a staple in all growing outdoor oh, so and they indoor. they were used for that before. No, they you were... just saw somebody else doing something and went, oh, that could match. I saw a great idea. The yeah. light bulb went off, and I executed nice. and made it happen. Fuck yeah. So I've been visiting Oklahoma um, since 2008. And I watched all the laws changing here, which made me really happy. I used to be paranoid in Oklahoma to even smoke a joint, let alone carry it. So what would you do? Just like try and hide it? Like- yeah, try to hide it, but smoke it anyways. Yeah. You know? Um, but now, I mean, it's so open and everybody's embraced it. It feels so much better and it feels it feels like home. Okay, so back, I mean, I guess we'd say back in the day. When, 2008, you said you moved in? No, I started working here in 2008. Okay, I watched. Yeah, you, I w- watched the laws change, and I moved here in 2018 to open a cultivation. Okay, so you were in and out, back and forth. Yeah, cool. Uh, when you when you thought of when you were here back in 2008, nine, and ten, I guess through those times, uh, and going back and forth from Cali, 
what was the different vibe between I, mean, I know you say you had to hide you know but like I mean how bad do you like always in fear like we always and then go back to Cali and just free for all never never <laughs> concerned free for all in Cali um potential jail time here yeah. in Oklahoma especially the small towns yeah you know um I had many friends that I had met working together that had horror stories of the time they spent in jail over very small amounts of marijuana. Yeah. Uh, It's definitely crazy to think just a few short years ago, right? Could have even happened. Uh, But now, I mean, you ask, I have personally, I've I've been out at, you know, different events (laughs) pre-corona and, uh, and sat there and there was cops there. And I just had to take the opportunity to say, you know, Hey man, just want to ask, you know, Hey, if I got a card, yeah, I mean, what a really are you going to, you know, he goes, listen, we're not concerned about that right now. We don't, they, you know, they're not really con- concerned at all where you smoke, if you smoke and all that. They got so many other stuff on their hand. It, it so was it's act- crazy how to see how different it is. It was actually in the law. They made it so medical patients could smoke anywhere that cigarette smokers can smoke. So that actually protects the patients and allows them to consume in a matter that's, that's normal. Yeah. Uh, and, and that is, I think, right, didn't we, when we approved the laws, it was some of the most liberal laws uh, signed to date? That's what, I, that's what I believe. Yeah. And and cheers to that, right? Yeah, <laughs> and, you know, we all just need to make sure it stays that way. Yeah. So how's business uh, overall? I mean, uh, how's the economy, so to speak, of the, uh, of the cannabis industry? I feel like the pricing is going up. Um, as a dispensary owner buying cannabis from different growers um price is definitely going up right now and then i predict when outdoor hits it's going to sink right back down all uh, right so what do you mean preference. when outdoor hits after the the growth you know after they cultivate it's a commodity market you know the more there is the the lower the price is and um there's a lot of people out here giving it they're all growing that um oklahoma outdoor and greenhouse yeah uh, well, I mean, you guys sell clones, which is a little different, so to speak, but in the same concept, right? Somebody with a, a medical license can grow outside six plants, I believe. Is that right? Yeah, six plants per person yeah. is what the allowance is. Yeah. Uh, and what are those time windows like? How much time do you have? Uh, cultivation season out here generally runs from June till October. The weather still can be rocky in June, so... I recommend clone growers stick their clones out a little later and go for July through October to, to get the best weather patterns that there are. Yeah, and this year I've hear a lot of outdoor uh, a lot of outdoor cultivations are flowering a lot sooner this year. What makes that happen, Dusty? Oh, cloudy weather. You know, it, the plants are are they flower depending on on the amount of light during the day. So if you get cloudy days the plants will decide it's fall and they will trigger and they will flower a little earlier than they would on a really hot, bright summer. So sunny days are better or cloudy days are better? I'm lost sunny, on that. Sunny days are better for growth. Uh, cloudy days will initiate flowering. It manipulates right. the light cycles. Okay. So what would we want? Would we want cloudy days or would we want sunshiny days? We want sunshine. Okay, okay, there we go. So is Oklahoma a good place to grow? I believe it can be, but it's very um, it's very tricky. So I, I believe people need to really 
get through the learning curve and figure out which varieties of cannabis are going to grow out here and the proper time to plant their canopies and take the proper precautions against the insects that are here in Oklahoma. Oh, oh yeah. I didn't even want to get into pesticides, huh? That's a whole nother topic. That's a whole nother topic. All right. So, uh, we've got, uh, we've got one of your strands at, uh, Oh, what do we have here? This is the pineapple preserves. Oh yeah, this is this is what we're going to be. Uh, this is the one. This is the topic on. of the day. All right. As you can see, they got nice bright flowers, um, neon green with bright orange hairs. It uh, really, really shines, lights up. Yeah, just took this lid off. It's stinking up the whole room. All right, so when you set out to grow a strand, walk us through that. Like, how do you pick out one? What goes into it? That's a process that takes many years, and um, you do different strains for different reasons. And I know we're going to get into the pineapple a little later. This pineapple is a is mainly sativa, and it is a really it's a really special strain that energizes and makes you creative and kind of gets a pep in your step rather than an indica that'll put you on the couch all day this this one um yeah it it makes you feel alert and alive it also gives you a lot of creative thinking all right it lets you understand your mind's eye all right (laughs) let's jump into it then since chris is gonna go to it but before we do let's go take a smoke let's uh let's see the flavor of it what should we expect when we smoke it we should expect a pineapple flavor, nice fruit, nice fruit, really smooth smoking, and we should expect to come back here enlightened, and like Chris said, we'll get our mind's eye open and see where this interview goes. All right. Let's All right. do it. Cheers. Take a little break. Let's go have a smoke, and we'll be right back. <laughs> My mind's eye got me. <laughs> All right, so we're back from uh, a smoke part two. I, uh, I pressed the wrong button. We were rolling really good, uh, and... Uh, my creative mind's eye got way too off cue. That's okay. We'll keep flowing. Keep right. the flow going. So what I've said before is uh, when I think of mind's eye, I think of the mind of sorrow the, the, from uh, Lord of the Rings. But you said you didn't know what that was. So you didn't watch Lord of the Rings? No, I'm not that familiar with Lord of the Rings. I'm not a television kind of person. No movies? No. Never. Movies, television. Um, they put me to sleep, I guess. Okay. Yeah. That's but what you, I usually go to sleep. You said it made you think of what? Uh, the mind's eye took me to the third eye, which is, we're going to save that for the next break. I remember. <laughs> I remember that part. Um, yeah. Next airing, we'll talk more about the third eye. <laughs> All right. So uh, one of the questions we really were diving into is when you created uh, this strand, right, um, we want to dive into why do you choose a certain strand and why do you go about it that way? Um, the pineapple preserve is a great hybrid. It's about 75% sativa, which uh, opens that mind's eye we were talking about. It makes you creative, dreamy, like ma- gets your work done and makes you think of things outside of the box. Um, it does have a little cool, little bit of indica in it, and it packs a good THC in the 20s, the mid-20s. So it does get you stoned, but keeps your mind open, makes you more creative, and makes um, just makes your day more pleasant and uppity. 
So you said it does have indica in it. How do you how do you put how do you put a sativa and an indica together? Walk. I mean. Well, you just let them breed. You take a male plant and a female plant, and it's just like any genetics. It's it's like people. So um, everybody's walk of life is going to help determine what their kids are. So you take two parents, male and female marijuana plant from two different places of the world or two different varieties, and you let the male pollinate the female, and you're going to get a child of that, those plants. You're going to get um, you are going to get a plant that's somewhere in between. And between each seed, you maybe get different children with different variations of those. So it's my job to select through those and pick the best for the type of strain I'm looking for. Why, is, why would somebody want a higher or lower THC? And as a grower, what does that really mean to us that's smoking? Well, the higher THC um, is going to be on the indica side, and that's going to be more medicinal. It's going to put you down more. It's going to put you in the couch. It's going to be more sedative where uh, sativa is going to make you more creative and make your brain more active and put you on a more positive note to go about your day and still get things done. So, no, I guess let me ask you this way. So a lot of times if, I, if I'll come in, like let's say I come here to Kush and they'll go over and they'll explain, well, this one is this and it has X amount of THC. They always want us to know how much THC it is. Some are lesser and some are higher. How is that determined? Well, we, as a grower, Dusty has to have it tested before I can get it in my possession. So it has to go to the testing facility, and they test the THC percentage, terpenes, um, microbials. There's all kinds of different stuff that they test for. Then I get it here, and we educate people on THC, uh, terpenes, which is the biggest part of it for me. Um, so why is it the biggest part? I mean, what is, what is it about a terpene that's more important than THC? Terpenes, uh, when the plant's growing, say it's growing out in the wild, that's what fights off uh, predators. Um, what else does a terpene fight off besides predators? Well, it acts like an essential oil. So, so you know, um, predator... Predators don't really like essential oils that didn't come to plant pests. Like you spray with rosemary oil, cinnamon, all kinds of stuff. But for the people, it acts like essential oils too. It um, Different smells relaxes you in different ways and helps different parts of your bodies. Okay. So uh, should we be more concerned about terpene style or THC? That's going to come down to the individual consumer. Um you know, somebody who really wants to elevate is going to go with uh, more of a sativa with a, a fruity terpene profile or a piney terpene profile or a lemon terpene profile, where uh, an indica, indica user that wants to sedate is going to go something with really fuely or hashy or, you know, a real a gassy. Re- gassy, earthy tones. You, they're gonna, you're going to kind of taste the resin. And more resin equals more THC. How does one have different flavors like that? Like what, what makes what makes an indica more earthy flavor and a sativa more fruity flavor? Well, that just goes with the terpenes from the pr- part of the world where they were originally cultivated. Um, cannabis has more flavor and terpene profiles than any other plant in the world. You can you can get all flavors from cinnamon to lemon to peppermint to pine 
cannabis actually is one of the plants that encompasses almost all flavors that are noticeable to our palate. All right. Uh, so I would like to pull up. Can we have the uh, terpene list for this one to go over? Can we pull that up real quick? We can. Yeah. I will go grab it. Um, while you grab it, uh, let me ask you a couple more questions about it. Like, so, um, you know, as you start growing a plant, uh, when do you decide uh, how you're going to move it out to different areas? Like, what, what is it as a grower that you guys figure out? Well, move it out to different areas as in to the field or mm-hmm. to, well, we, that goes by the age of the plant and the health of the plant and, um, has the plant sexed if it's a seed or has it been acclimated if it's a clone? Okay. Uh, as uh, somebody that's going to home grow, uh, any tips for home growers that you would like to give us? Uh, I know right now we said the outdoor time right now is, uh, is booming. This is the time that people should be growing outdoors. Yeah, get get some clones from your local dispensary and throw them out before it's too late. <laughs> kush, 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 kush. And throw them out before it's too late. When should somebody put out a clone? Well, they could have put them out as early as June or July, but um, you can find some plants right now and put them outside, and they will still flower, and you will have medicine in your pipes, you know, come the end of October. Okay. Nice. Uh, Put it out, throw out some water, have fun. Yeah, get a a nice um, one of those aeration containers, one of those smart pots. Go to your local grow store, buy some really high-quality soil. Kush. Kush, 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 kush. Go to Kush. Get your clones. Um, I got my clones here. That's right. Yeah. That's right. Yeah. Mine are in the ground. So we have Garanibals, Lava Cake, and Candy Apple, which is one of Dusty Strain's highcountrygenetics.com. Check it out. (laughs) But we'll do Candy Apple next time. Yeah, let's do. All right, so let's go over, uh, Dusty. Can we look at these and go over the terpenes that are in here? And uh, I think I have definitely, as a stativa smoker, seen the limeline a lot. is a uh, is a regular one that I like, um, but I don't know what they do. I always forget what they do. Are any of you? Uh, well, the number one in pineapple preserves is myrcene. You know anything about myrcene? Myrcene is does a lot of pain relief. It is um, it is one of the most medicating terpenes in there. Um, you know, it, it's the one that that makes you feel good and makes you um, kind of puts you down to rest. Myrcene is a natural hydrocarbon. It's precisely classified as a monoterpene. Monoterpenes are dimmers of isoprenoid. Precursors, and myrcene is a significant component of the essential oil. That's it. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, we've got a lot of myrcene in the pineapple preserves, which is 3.76% myrcene. Next on the list is panine, 2.97%, and then carefuline, 0.46%. Total percentage seven point seven one. Wow, that's that's pretty high. When How do co- you do it, Dusty? How do you do it? I don't. It's the strain. It's that pineapple. It's that pineapple in it. Yep. Uh, it looks like total cannabinoids thirty point eight two, which is very good. With a twenty five percent total THC 
Don't forget the point five six on there. Yeah, round up, y'all. <laughs> All right, but yeah, that's it's a great great strain. Um, what'd you think about when you smoked it? I Marshall? think the flavor was really good. Uh, I was gonna ask, do you guys normally is that the the paper you guys normally roll in? Yeah, we prefer zigzags. Yeah. Um, Dusty also likes the OCB. I I think. I'll roll in whatever. Yeah, <laughs> I just like to roll. I think it was very clean. Uh, you could definitely taste the fruitiness to it. Um, what makes what makes some uh, people cough off of different strands and not cough of other strands? That would be uh, the terpenes, as well. Um, most of them, the little piney terpenes, the panine, that's a little bit harder for me to smoke. Um, some people don't get hurt off of it, don't cough off of it. But for me, panine, I try to stay away from. What about you? I I think that could be caused by a lot of other stuff besides the terpenes. I think uh, mostly terpenes, right, Dusty? Glad we agree. <laughs> <laughs> no, I think that, like the way people cough off is the way it's grown. Honestly, like maybe True. maybe terpenes. Some people are allergic to certain essential oils and terpenes. Some people can't handle some of them. But the way weed is grown will determine the way people cough or not cough. Clean, smooth product feels good in your lungs. Dirty product doesn't feel good in your lungs. Right, and, and this was very make... clean. There was no cough. Like it was like, hmm, it was really nice. You could taste the flavor of it. It was good and smooth. I like it smooth. Yeah, I agree. Highcountrygenetics.com. Yeah, uh, I think as far as the uh, you know the medicinal high part of it, I don't think it's over the top. Right, some stativas you can just get too cloudy, um, where you almost lose focus. But this doesn't have you losing focus, and you can still think through things. That's your mind's eye. That's my mind's eye right there. Yep. Nailed it, huh? Man, nicely done. Nicely done. Hit the mind's eye right on it. I noticed everyone's eyes are nice and red. Yeah. Yeah, I like it. Cool. All right, man, where do they find you guys on social? High Country Genetics on Instagram. Tulsa High Country on Instagram. Kush Dispensary on Instagram. And www.highcountrygenetics.com. www.cushdispensary.life. L-I-F-E. Oh, nice. I like it. I like it. And if people want to come in and get it, you carry it all the time here. Yep. Got plenty of pineapple preserves in stock. Uh, what else do we have in there? Some Hunza. You got any Berry Good left or you sold out again? Yep. We have some Berry Good in there. Um... Up next is O-Cheese. Get your drop in about a week. Um, that's some UK cheese with the L-A-O-G. Moki Star Dog is in there. Oh, that Star Dog had 9% turfs. Yep. Um, nice. So you get quite a good selection. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Love it. Flavors change weekly. <laughs> <laughs> well, thank you guys for your time. Thank you for the smoke. Well done, man. I, I definitely opened my eyes eye, mind's eye. So anybody who wants to get creative, take a euphoric, nice, relaxing walk. However you want to enjoy your uh, roundabout Tulsa, um, I definitely would swing by the Kush Dispensary and grab some of this. Uh, very good. Nicely done, man. So thank you guys for listening, and you can check us out on uh, Instagram at the Tulsa Scene Podcast. And uh, we hope you guys have a great week. Cheers. It's the Kush Life for us. Kush Life.